All right, before we get started with today's episode, a couple of quick quick tidbits. Now, first of all, I keep finding awesome ways to use HD faces by GoToMeeting. So, for example, now a bunch of the interviews that I do on the rise to the top, I found GoToMeeting, you know, with HD faces quality to be a lot better than Skype. I'm not I'm not going to lie, and it's a lot more stable. So you can see right here on the screen, this is something that I was just messing around with with, with my good friend Elizabeth Marshall. Look at the quality of that video. We I did, we did this with HD faces by GoToMeeting, and the video quality is just amazing in terms of the quality. I just used ScreenFlow to capture it and boom. There you go. You got you have an interview or you have a conversation recorded right away. So if you want to check it out for free on me for 45 days, so for free, absolutely. Here's what you got to do. Go to gotomeeting.com, click the try it free button, enter the promo code rise. So gotomeeting.com, click the try it free button, enter the promo code rise for 45 days free. And also, all right, I'm going to put up an embarrassing photo of myself here. So like me as a mediapreneur, internet marketer, internet entrepreneur, whatever the heck you want to call yourself, you know, we spend a lot of time in front of the computer and I can tell you a little spoiler alert, sometimes not so good for our fitness. I know it happened to me and, you know, I, to put it lightly, I started to become pretty softish and I, I made a pledge to get in a fitness model shape and I did it in 90 days thanks to Jet Set Body. And, and you can see right here on the screen, there's my before and there's my after. And one of the things that I loved about Jet Set Body, besides that they have you know programs that are literally turnkey, they tell you everything to do, is that you can stay in the best shape of your life. I'm in even better shape than this now as I keep doing Jet Set Body. So if you want to get shredded in 90 days and keep it, here's what you got to do. Go to Jet Set Body Rise. Dot com, jetsetbodyrise.com, and you can enter the promo code New Year's, all one word, so one word, New Year's, for $50 off, and I know a lot of viewers of the show have been doing the program and, and getting incredible results. I cannot wait to see your before and after photos, so make sure to check that out, and now on with today's episode. And welcome to the Rise to the Top, the uh, number one non-boring business show. I'm David Seitman Garland. Welcome to the Rise to the Top.com or wherever you're watching and listening today. Excited about today's guest, of course. It is Stu McLaren, who is the creator of Wishlist Member. And there's a lot of things that I, I want to talk about here. Now, if you've been following latest episodes, we, we've been talking a lot about product launching and, and digital products and things like that for you know mediapreneurs, internet marketers, internet entrepreneurs like all of us. And you know, a big popular business model, you might you might be involved in this, you might be interested in packaging your expertise or whatever it is into something, is membership sites, right? So membership sites where people are paying monthly fee to get access to, you know, usually community and a, and a certain type of content. And Stu is one of the masters at this. Not only is he a master, he has the software behind it called Wishlist, but he has seen over 30,000 membership sites. He also owns a few of them. And today on the show, he is talking specifically about the big lesson today is kind of tidbits and tips and advice and insights from his experience on starting your own membership site. So it might be, um, you know, you want to learn about some of the keys of retention and, you know, how to not lose customers, how to package your expertise. A lot of different things we cover today on the site, uh, on the site, uh, in the interview with Stu. So without further ado, here it is on the Rise to the Top with Stu McLaren. Enjoy. All right. So, Pumped about today's guest, as always, Stu McLaren. You know, Stu, first of all, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Good to be here, David. Thanks. I, you know, I love reading Twitter bios on peeps like you because it says idea guy, WordPress fan, online entrepreneur, membership site fanatic, competitive soccer player, philanthropist, and lucky to be married to my dream girl. So is that is that pretty much sum it up? It pretty much sums it up. If you throw in... I'm a, an avid fan of ketchup and the Mini Cooper, then that would pretty much complete the bio. Great. So if anyone's looking for a present for Stu, the ketchup-colored uh, Mini yeah. Cooper that you can eat might, might be a good one. So, <laughs> so, so as we get started here, people that ju just meet you through the show, and there's so, you know, we were just talking like before I said, we were like, there's so many different kind of online marketing, different topics we could cover today. We're going to narrow it down a little bit. But for people that uh, are maybe just kind of meeting you right now, give us a little bit of the spiel. Let's start on the business side, and we'll talk a little lifestyle. Um, but on the business side, kind of who you are and what you do and, and a little bit of your background. Sure. So early on in my career, uh, I knew that I could not work for somebody else. I mean, I came out of university. Yeah. yeah I signed the contract to start with a big company here in Canada. And uh, parents were happy. It was a great paying job, lots of benefits, you know, company car, all the bells and whistles. But um, it meant that I was going to be in a shirt and tie. I'd have to go to work every day. 
vacation was limited, and I just knew it wasn't right for me. So I started going down the path of what could I do on my own. It led me to being a, a speaker at high schools and colleges. Oh, I was talking about creativity. Yep. That led me to uh, learning a lot about online because I was trying to market myself online to schools across the nation. And eventually what happened was I became really good at marketing online and businesses um, were asking for help. So I started going into the business consulting area. That led to uh, being asked to, because uh, I got really good at affiliate management. Mm -hmm. And so I was asked, uh, I built a, a pretty big business at that point, managing affiliate programs for other people. And then eventually I, need, I was continuing to build my own business and wanted my own membership site. And I was talking to a friend of mine, a good friend, my now business partner, and I was uh, bitching and complaining about <laughs> the fact that there was not a piece of software that I felt was relatively easy to use. Now, I'm fairly technical, and I couldn't get a lot of the stuff figured out. Right. I always had to ask a webmaster, and it was just frustrating. And so he asked me the magic question, and he said, what if you could create your own? What would you do? And I just went off. I'm like, I would do this. I would include this. I would do that. Sure. And he's like, look, you're pretty handy in Photoshop. Why don't you do some mock-ups? He's like, I've got a software team. He's like, we can build it together. And that was in August of 2008. Okay. Uh, we launched the beta version of Wishlist Member in um, September. And we launched it publicly in October of 2008. And then, as they say, the rest is history. Basically, that took off. And I knew at that point that this was a business that I really wanted to focus on. So I actually let go of all of my uh, affiliate management clients, um, Let finally let the last one go last year. And um, basically, I've let everything go except and, and just totally focus my energy toward this. So, you know, things like my personal blog, they've been suffering as well. You right. know, uh, all kinds of loose ends there. But... I just want to put all my energy towards this because I believe in it and it's been, uh, it's been doing really well. All right, a lot to say on this real fast. Now, number one is, and everyone's going to giggle at this one that are fans of the show, there's something magical. I don't know why. I, I, I can't explain it. If you can, Stu, awesome, about October 2008 because I'm telling you right now there are so many people that launched something cool in October 2008. That's when I launched the Rise to the Top. Um, nice. I had like – literally 15, 20 guests that launched something in October 2008. Not to say that you can't start one now in 2012. Of course, lots to do, but it's just kind of a random funny thing that we have on the show. It's like the I think we should all get together and have a, an October 2008 club. Right, exactly. And, yeah. and, ju and just to kind of um, really touch on this just for a quick second, is Wishlist, and we'll mention this later, the way that I understand it, and that I learned about it basically through a lot of internet markers because I would ask people, so you launch a product, or you launch a membership site specifically, different things like that, what do you use to deliver your content to your peeps? Do you have to build something to do it? No, 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 we don't build anything. We use Wishlist. That's, that's what it does. And that's your product. Now, we're going to dive into membership sites because I know before we started this, you said, you know what, I think everyone could have a membership site. And you know these are always religious fun debates that we can have and talk about. I want you to convince us why this is such an awesome model and how you've dominated with it. Um, but before that, I want to ask this question. I normally bring this up late in the interview, but I want to talk about it right now, Stu. And that's lifestyle. Because a lot of people get into this and work hard. You know, Money's great. There's a lot of different elements of it, but a big thing is lifestyle. Can you highlight, as opposed to just talking fluffy lifestyle, a little bit about your lifestyle as it results to you know being in this internet world and now being successful at it, sort of what your life is like? So I, I, um, I got really lucky, David, and I don't really know how to tell uh, or give anybody advice on how to uh, strike the same kind of luck, but I mean, I married my dream girl. And part of that was she really opened my eyes to the opportunity that we have as entrepreneurs. Now, she had always done a lot of traveling all around the world, but she goes to more remote locations. So she's not going to like the all-inclusive resorts or anything of that nature. She's going off the beaten path. Okay. She's living with families that, uh, you know, out in the wilderness type things. Like, And she sees a lot. And being a teacher herself, she was kind of taken back by the fact that a lot of kids in rural communities of third world countries, they just never get an education because the teachers don't get uh, paid well there, so they leave and they go to the cities. Therefore, the kids never get a chance to get educated. Therefore, those villages will always stay uneducated and most likely poor. 
-hmm. So she wanted to do something about it. And uh, I'll never forget, it was December 2006. And this had been mulling in her mind for a while. And she said, you know what, Stu, I really want to do something uh, to help um, some kids in, in a location. I said, great. I'm like, what do you want to do? She's like, well, I'm going to uh, do a fundraiser in my school and we'll get like school supplies and stuff. And she's like, and I want to go take it to the kids. I said, okay. And I said, well, how can I help? She's like, well, I want you to raise a whole bunch of money. <laughs> and I was like, Perfect. Awesome. Okay. I'm like, well, when were you thinking of doing this? And she's like, Christmas time. And I'm like, babes, that's like two weeks away. She's like, listen, I'll organize the trip. You raise the money and everything will be taken care of. So at that point, you know, we raised some money and I got some colleagues together. We did an online fundraiser, raised $17,000. We took that money and our first trip went to El Salvador. She found this school way up in the mountains and we were living with a host family and uh, we took the money there and we bought them school supplies and all kinds of things. David, I came back from that trip a totally changed man. I said to Amy on the plane on the way back, I'm like, I get it. And what I realized was as entrepreneurs, we have just an immense opportunity to not only provide for ourselves, but we have the option, if we choose to, to then use our skills to also provide for others. And some people choose to keep it for themselves. Um, some people choose to give. And I just see it as an opportunity as an entrepreneur because I came back more hungry to make as much money as I possibly can because I now know and realize that the more money I make, the more money and the more people I more money I can give and the more people I can help. Mm -hmm. So, you know, every sale counts. You know, when we see a refund come through, I'm like, that's crushing to me because I realize that that money could have gone and helped somebody else. So it's very, very um it's an awesome opportunity we have as entrepreneurs. And so that's a big part of our life. And what ended up happening was we formalized that whole trip and that excursion, if you will. We created our own charity. It's called World Teacher Aid, and that okay. took a while. Is that, um, is that worldteacheraid.com? Where, where can we send people on that? Worldteacheraid.com or .org. Okay. Um, and, um, okay. and so basi basically what we do is we help bring education to uh, rural communities of third world countries. We just finished building our uh, first school um, last year. We are already started construction on our second school. And um, huh. I mean, it's just, it's amazing, man. It, uh, it really has changed my life. So that's a big part of it. So, you know, as an internet entrepreneur, I love the fact that I can go to Africa, which we do every year, and I can go for several weeks and not have to worry about like money not coming in. I love the fact that I now have something I can continue to, you know, put my energy and money towards knowing that it's not only going to benefit me, but many others. And um, the fact that, you know, I can work from anywhere with an internet connection. You know, I said my wife likes, likes to travel. We're, she's on, we're, we just had a little baby girl, Marla. Okay, and congrats. she wants to take advantage of her maternity leave. So, you know, we're going, uh, <laughs> we're going away for two months, um, you know, coming up here soon. So the big thing is that having a business that we can run from an internet connection provides tremendous flexibility uh, and options, and um, we just choose to to use it uh, certainly towards the the charity as well. Yeah, very cool. And I think that I think a big lesson there is really that you know the the most successful people that I've run into you know in the internet world here they're motivated by something, mm. right? And, and the something might be it, who knows what the something might be. It might be something very very noble. It might be a charitable cause, and you know we always try to encourage giving back. It might be that they want to sail around on a yacht. I don't, I don't know. It might be that, you know, what, but, but the bottom line is the people that seem to be successful always seem to be motivated though by something lifestyle or, or important to them outside the business. And that motivates them to do well in the business. I've just noticed that, that, that is a very consistent trait. Like people that are just kind of floating around and might want to be successful or might not, you know, that those people don't seem to, to kind of move forward. You know, I mean, truth be told, David, when I started, I was not clear on why I was doing it. We I mean, rarely I, are. I wasn't. Yeah. Still and maybe and not. I think like yeah. as you grow, you, you, you begin to ask yourself those questions like, why am I doing this? You know, I mean, being an entrepreneur, it's not all like, um, you know, uh, sweetness and peaches, you know, it's like, it, it's a grind sometimes, you know, right. and, and I think that you got to have that, 
underlying motivation otherwise you know you just want to give up and just go work for the man because it's just easier there we go and that's our warm fuzzy moment today on on the rise to the top brought to you by Stu and david now <laughs> we're gonna dive in to to something uh, that's gonna be cool and specific today and that is um and we like to do this on the show because really dissect certain things and membership sites obviously are in this world um you know with wishlist but you also have your own membership site that's part of Wishlist. And I thought this would be kind of cool to really dive into this whole concept and maybe we can all learn about membership sites in general. So can you tell us a little bit uh, kind of about that membership site and you know any, any numbers or anything you want to share with us that gets us all happy and excited? Uh, feel free to go ahead on that as well. So um, I always joke that we're like the hair club for men. You know, not only do we create the product, but we use it too. Right. And, uh, you know, my, my uh, business partner, he's a little balding, so he's a little more sensitive to that joke. But um, nice. besides, <laughs> I like but, it. It's a perfect joke. Yeah. But uh, the reality is, like, when we launched Wishlist Member, we started getting a lot of questions from our customers. They were asking us, how, do you, how are you using it for this purpose? How are you doing that? And so what we started doing was showing them examples of our personal membership sites because we wanted to help those people, we wanted to give them real world examples. And what we found was we were helping those wishlist customers, but ultimately they were replicating our sites and we were, you know, um, eating away at our uh, the profits of our other membership sites. So we asked ourselves, how can we continue to support our wishlist customers and at the same time not take away from our other membership sites? So we created what's now Wishlist Insider, and it's a community for membership site owners and we talk about how to market your membership site. We talk about how to build your membership site. We talk about retention, which is a big thing. We talk about all the elements necessary to build a successful membership site. Mm -hmm. And the great part is it serves as an, uh, an example because we can show people everything that we're doing within that specific membership. Now, um, we launched that in, um, golly, I can't even remember now. I, I know it was May, but I think it was, it'll be two years this May. Mm -hmm. So. That would have been 2010, 2009, or no, 2010, yeah, 2000, May 2010. Okay. So we didn't launch it right away, you know, like there was over a year and a bit, year and a half before we launched that, before we realized, hey, you know, our customers would probably really appreciate this too, and so we, there was a number of very important things I want, I hope people pull out of that. One, when your customers are asking you a lot of questions, there's a lot of interest there. That's an opportunity to be able to dive deep. And a lot of people say, well, Stu, shouldn't that be a regular part of support? Well, there is uh, yes and no. Regular support is mm. like, you know, showing them these are the features, here's how to use the features. But when you get into like the deep dark or the deep elements of it, like how to market a membership site, how to um, uh, position your membership site, how, retention strategies, that's not necessarily related to the software. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like mm -hmm. Microsoft doesn't go into detail about how to use Microsoft Word to, to make more money. Uh, Apple doesn't do the same thing. So it's not necessarily part of the software, but it's a need that the customers are asking for. And so whenever you have customers asking those types of questions, that's an opportunity. And we recognized that. It took us a while, um, but right. we recognized it launched it and you know we've got thousands and thousands of members now part of Wishlist Insider paying 20 bucks a month. Okay, that's my next that was my next question of where where that where the price point was. So $20 a month. $20 a month and you know this is an important pricing strategy. You know um, there are a number of different pricing strategies that you can implement with a membership site. Um, we chose what we call the no-brainer price. Okay. So the no-brainer price means it's a lower price point and you're going for volume. You're going for more members. Now part of the advantage of that is that you really have, you really build a much more rich community because more people are going to join. If you have a higher price point, you can make more money per member, but it's a much smaller community, so it's harder to generate the community dynamics. So for us, we wanted this to be something that more people could be a part of because it's just going to help us in so many other ways with Wishlist Member. It's going to mm -hmm. continue to um, solidify the sale of Wishlist Member. It's going to continue to spread the word of Wishlist Member, show people how to use it, et cetera, et cetera. So um, we launched at a $15 per month price. Okay. This is a, this is a very um, important strategy for a number of reasons. 
always in the first week that you're launching a new membership site. You want to build anticipation prior to the actual launch, obviously. On launch day, launch it at a lower price point first mm -hmm. for the opening week. Now, the reason you want to do that is because you want to reward people who are going to take a chance on you early. Two, um, you want to create some type of a deadline because that helps get a lot of people moving and into action. And three, it works as an awesome retention strategy because after that first week when you raise the price like we did, we went from $15 to $20 okay. a month. Yep. But we said anybody who signed up during that first week, we would grandfather them in for the life that they remain a member at that price. So they're getting a so they so in that mind they're getting a kind of a deal, quote unquote. I want to Every stay in because I have a I have a deal. If I if I decide to quit and come back, I'm gonna have to pay more. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So knowing that people don't want to give up a good deal, and um, so it's served as an awesome retention strategy as well. Now the other side of that is that um, when you have a membership, you've got to you know you got to stay in contact with your your members. You got to um, publish content uh, if that's the way you set up the site, etc. But um, the reality is the price point is very, very important. Mm -hmm. And we positioned it to be so that we, in our membership, we have multiple components. We have uh, articles that are published all the time. We have uh, um, uh, video trainings. We have um, webinars. We have uh, bonuses. And we have the forum and the community where a lot of people interact with each other. So there's a number of very valuable components. Stu, sorry, I, I don't want to I don't want to interrupt, interrupt on there, but sometimes I have this thing and I'm like if I don't ask it I'm going to forget it. Is on 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 those components that you just mentioned, the forum and the and the webinars and the and the different things like that, are those all also delivered on a consistent schedule? So for example, um at Tuesday at at 10 p.m. there's always a new video or or uh you know, there's always a Q&A on this day or something like that. Is that important to the element or is it just kind of like Random. I have a feeling it's not, but no, I could be yeah, wrong. You definitely. It's a. It's a really good point. With your content, you definitely want to be consistent. Mm -hmm. And part of that is, um, I'm a big sports fan, David. So excuse me one second. Let me just uh, unhook this. Oh, who cares? It's fine. You can answer it. We can. We can have. A, we can have a conference call on the show today. I'm a sports fan as well. What sports are you into? Okay. Uh, I I love. Um, well, being up in Canada, I know you're a hockey guy, I'm a right? huge 100%, 1,000% hockey guy. Yes. Yeah, I, I remember that. So I'm a hockey guy. Being up in Canada, I like watching hockey. Um, I do like my NBA. I'm a big soccer fan uh, as well. So um, I'm always, every morning, it's like a little ritual. I get up, have breakfast, and I watch SportsCenter. Yep. Um, because I know the SportsCenter's on the same time every day. The reality is with your membership sites, you want to build those types of ritualistic consumption of your content mm -hmm. so that people know it's very predictable. Every The first Tuesday of every month, we launch a new bonus plugin. People know that. It's just come to, to be expected. Every Friday, we have an, a, um, an episode of Inside the Insider. It's a video recap of what we're covering in, in the um, in the membership. It's very predictable. Every Thursday we have a forum focus where we focus on conversations that are happening in the forum. So what happens is it becomes part of people's schedule. So you absolutely do want to build a predictable schedule and just stick to it because it creates trust within your members. Mm -hmm. They begin to trust you, the content you're providing, and the predictable nature of it. If it's random and, stat and, and scattered all over the place, it uh, creates confusion and you will see that your retention will go down. So being predictable with your content, retention goes up, people begin to make it part of their schedule. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. So so let's let's just recap what we have so far here. We we talked about a little bit about pricing and kind of the difference between no-brainer pricing and going, you know, possibly too high but smaller because I remember actually a membership that I joined at one point, they're like it's $27 until this date and then it's 47 right and then i remember i did not sign up on the 27 i was pissed do you know what i mean and then i got in at the 47 and then they actually raised it again they actually had a third thing later on it was like 67 or something like that but i remember being actually pissed off at my myself for not taking action on it and that's where that's so key there with, with the pricing and you talked about um also how having an a, a lower price early on to get those initial kind of charter members that not only helps probably with signups, but also retention. 
Uh, yeah. And then we kind of talked about consistency of uh, information that's coming in. Um, what are some other kind of critical elements for kind of, I don't want to say beginners, but I, I know that a lot of our audience is sitting here thinking, okay, you know, I'm the golf master or I'm the, I'm the hockey master or I'm the, I'm the person that creates eBooks for fitness or I, I don't know, whatever the different topics we have, dating, different things. So like, God, I want, I, I'm thinking about doing a membership site. I don't know what the hell to do. You know, yeah. I want to learn from someone that knows what's going on. So the, the, one of the things that a lot of people, especially new people are thinking about launching a membership site, the mistake they make is they try to get everything into the membership before they launch. Oh, like and all the, the content, all the yeah. content. And the reality is a membership site is like a, a living being, if you will. It's always growing. It's always developing. It's always improving. So don't try to get so much into it in the beginning. Yes, you definitely want some content in there, but you can always improve it. You can always add to it. You can always grow. The second thing is that realize the most important thing with a membership site is retention. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can't emphasize that enough, David. It is like the number one thing every membership site owner must be thinking about because a lot of the times people are always thinking about got to get new members, new members, new members, new members. So they have all these strategies to get new members and they're showing all these people who are not members a whole bunch of love. They're trying to woo them over, try to get them into the membership. Then once they're in, people are like, where's the love? You know, right. they, they don't stay in contact with them. They don't communicate with them. They're not consistent with their content. And so people bail. And so as fast as they're adding new members, people are leaving out the back door and that is a broken business model. The real profits of a membership site happen when you focus on retention and you don't have any leaky buckets. You are, so as many members as you're adding, um, your profits are just continuing to grow. Otherwise, it's just a constant fight and it's a constant battle. So retention is huge and there are a whole bunch of things you can do to ensure that uh, your members are going to stay. The pricing is, is just one example. Um, but the reality is focus on retention and keeping your uh, members happy. Yeah, I think I read somewhere, and this could just be a made-up stat that I literally just made up, but I want to say I read it somewhere by someone that may or may not be credible, that it, it said something like the average retention of membership sites was something like two to three billing cycles or, or something very, very surprisingly low, like three three payments or something in their out or, or something like that. So you mentioned pricing being one. Can you share from your experience – um, any other couple other ones, I know this is a long topic, but a couple other ones that are like kind of no brainers or, or, or strategies that people can use once they get those guys in, we don't want to lose them. We want to keep them engaged. What are some other things that we could do? So let, let's go back to sports center. Okay. Sports -na -na, center. -na -na. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things that they're famous for, right, is right before uh, the show even starts, they do a quick recap of what's coming up. So, you know, they show us like, um, a couple of quick little highlights. They leave us hanging about, is Crosby going to be playing this week or not? They, they show us somebody else who's got another concussion, whatever. Quick little highlights, right? And then so we see those and we're like, oh, sweet. I got to watch this episode just for those things. So they'll do a few things and then it's time for commercial break. And right before the commercial break, they show us what's going to be happening right after the commercial. Yep, the tease. The tease. So this is what we call the coming soon. And membership site owners are notorious for just releasing content. They don't create any anticipation for what's coming up. Ah, very very important. Mm. So let's take, um, uh, for example, David. If I were, if if uh, Rise to the Top was a membership site, one of the things that you would be doing is you would give a little tease about some of the guests that are coming up. You wouldn't necessarily reveal the names of the guests, but you might give them a tease about the business or the accomplishments that they've had or mm -hmm. the benefits to the reader or the viewer uh, that they're going to experience as a result of those interviews. But you got to give uh, people a little tease about what's coming up, create anticipation for it so that people are looking forward to your content. It's something so simple, but yet very few people do it. And part of the reason is just because they're not organized. And I'm not saying you have to get all an entire year's worth of content prepared, but just know what's going to be coming up next month. That's it. 
you know, and that's a huge thing. Just creating anticipation will go a long way as far as retention goes. Yeah, and I've noticed that even outside the membership spectrum because, you know, I, I remember a couple times, and I did this by accident, there was no strategy behind it, um, but I was, uh, I was on, you know, I normally tell people kind of on Facebook or Twitter, like who the upcoming guest is and kind of what we're talking about. One yeah. time I put something like, you know, on the show this week's an internet marketer you've never heard of you know, who's built a seven figure business and has this one quick strategy or something like that. You know what I mean? And it wasn't meant to be hypey. It was literally what I was just thinking in my brain. And like people were going ape shit. Do you know what I mean? I mean, like people are like, who is it? Who is it? Like, I want right. to know who it is. And, and, and that did really well. And I could see that, you know, in the membership site, obviously being the same concept there. Yeah, it's very simple and you're absolutely right. You can use this whether it's in with free content or whether it's with paid content, uh, whether it's with blogs, whether it's with a membership. I mean, the reality is it is being used all the time in mainstream media, but I don't know, for some reason, we just don't think that or we just don't think about applying it for our own businesses and with our own content. So that's a huge one. Another one, uh, very simple again, is to publicly recognize members. Oh, so okay. What happens here is, you know, your members are part of your membership. They're going to have a connection with you as the content provider, but they're also going to build a connection with each other. So one of the things that we do every single week is on our Inside the Insider, which is uh, our video show, it recaps um, all the content that we're providing. We'll get to that strategy in a minute. And basically what we do is we recognize new members. So new people that have signed up that week, we actually in the video say, hey, oh. welcome to David, welcome to Susie, welcome to Charlie. Cool. And if there's 100 or 200 names, we'll still say them all. Um, that's a very important thing because people, A, love hearing their name. Mm -hmm. And B, it also introduces them to other people, which encourages interaction. It's like if you see David, it's like, hey, David, welcome to Inside the Insider. And we see that happening all the time. So people are welcoming the new members. The second thing that we do when it comes to public recognition is that we publicly recognize people who have left a comment for the first time. Oh, I got you. Because we want to encourage interaction. And so you always want to essentially reward the behavior that you want to see. We want to see people commenting. We want to see people helping each other. Like, for example, last week we had this guy, Donovan. He joined the membership site, and boom, he was like in there like a crazy guy, commenting, talking to people, and we recognized him. We're like, Donovan, thanks, man. We appreciate your comments and your contributions. And he was just blown away. Uh, I, I was just looking this morning. He was blown away that we gave him a shout out on the show. You know what I mean? And so, public recognition is very important. Um, we do it for things that we want to see, like you know the first comment, but we also do it for members that have been around for a long time that may go the extra mile. Maybe they're helping a member in the forum with a big, long post. We'll publicly recognize them for that. Maybe it's somebody who's just uh, left a witty comment or something. You know, We'll recognize them for that, but people love hearing their name. The more names that you give a shout-out to, the higher your retention rates will go because you're creating more of a community, more of a personal connection. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And you said that inside the Insider Show, that was a kind of a key thing that you guys have done just in general to, to yeah, help so with it. The strategy there is many membership sites, they have a lot of great content. The reality is, though, your members are not going to be coming back every single day to mm -hmm. see what you have posted. So what you've got to do is you've got to recap all of the content that you've added that week so that your members uh when they're getting an email and they have a quick recap, they're like, oh yeah, I want to check that article out or oh yeah, I want to check out that interview and boom, they click and they go. So, you know, um, when you do that, what happens is you remind your members of the value that you're continuously adding each and every week. It's very, very important because if a member doesn't come to your site, they be, they're going to look at their credit card and they're going to be like, ah, I don't even know who that is. I haven't even been to that site. Gandhi. Mm -hmm. And so, the old school mentality from a lot of old school marketers was get them onto a membership site and then never talk to them again. Yeah. Never communicate because we don't want to remind them that they're getting billed every month. That is total BS. Yeah, that is. I was just about to say bullshit. Yes. It is total BS. You want to communicate with your members as much as possible. Don't over, you know, don't pound them. But a once a week recap is very important because you want to remind them of the value. Remind them 
that this is an awesome membership to be a part of and what they're paying is is tiny in comparison to the value that they're receiving so a weekly recap very important we do it in an email and we also do it on the site in a video where we recap all the new posts uh, interesting conversations that are happening in the forum we give shout outs to new members and new commenters and we give we create anticipation for what's coming up next week uh, very cool. All right, so a couple a couple questions that I have kind of specifically on membership sites that I think will be interesting. Now, this might not have an answer, but I'm going to ask it anyway just because I'm curious, is that you've seen, you know, not only your own membership sites, but thousands of other people that are doing them as well. And I'm sure a lot of comes up about content and different things like that. And, of course, it depends on the niche, but have you seen a, something consistent across the board that you – that you see as a best type of content or something that you really think should be included in a lot of sites, be it interviews or um, special articles or something like that that you see as like very foundational that people should do? I think with any type of content, you got to realize that uh, not all members are equal. Not all members are created equal. So some members may like to consume audio content. Some members may like to consume video content. Some members may like to consume text. But the great part is uh, when you're providing content, it's very easy to take the same piece of content and provide it in multiple formats. So, for example, these videos, uh, in your interviews that you do, David, I know you provide them in video and audio. And so that's great because I'm a guy that I, when I go to play soccer twice a week, I am traveling about an hour each, each way, so a two-hour round trip. Right. That's my time when I'm listening to interviews like these. That's when, my, when I'm consuming this type of content. I don't have time necessarily to watch the videos, but I right. do have time to listen to the audios. So a good example of that, I belong to a membership where they sent out DVDs and they also sent out CDs of the exact same uh, interview. I never, ever, ever watched one of the DVDs, ever. Mm -hmm. But... I always listen to the CDs. Now, if that had been a DVD-only membership, I would have canceled yeah, long ago. Right. So it just goes to emphasize that um, it's very important to provide content in multiple formats, regardless of what you're doing. Interviews are very easy to do in the sense that um, you need to be prepared as the interviewer with questions, a little background about your guests, et cetera, et cetera. But the content itself is being provided by the person you're interviewing. So those are great. Um, as far as content goes, I would recommend, especially if you're in a more of a how-to niche, like how to lose weight or how to do this better or, or et cetera, et cetera, that you focus on also providing things like checklists, mind maps, um, things that people can look at and consume right away. Another really powerful thing to provide within a membership is some type of tools. So mm. um, tools that are going to uh, help your members. A good example, within Wishlist uh, Insider, we provide a bonus plugin every month. Now, these cool. are plugins that work with Wishlist Member, and they just make different things easier when building a membership site. And what happens is our members love these tools because, A, generally they can't create them themselves, or, B, if they can't create them themselves, we've just saved them a ton of uh, time um, because we created it, and they can quickly go and right. use it. And the other thing is, is that um, it's also another reason for them to come back to the site on a regular basis. So a lot of members, so well, not a lot, but some members, they are just continue to uh, stay part of the membership. They don't want, they don't consume any of the content. They don't interact on the forum, but they love the bonus plugins. So that's their huh. reason that they come back every month. Now between you and I, David, we don't really care what reason they have for staying, as long as they there stay. is one. Yeah. So. The key thing is when you're looking at your content, create multiple uh, reasons why mm -hmm. people would want to stay. For us, sometimes it's the articles, sometimes it's the videos, sometimes it's the webinars, sometimes it's the community, sometimes it's the bonus plugins. But you know, regardless of what reason they stay, as long as they're staying is, is what makes us happy. So when it comes to creating different types of content, create content um, in the sense that it's, uh, you have different elements or different components because some people are going to gravitate towards one versus the other and that's going to be their reason to stay. Now when it comes to the no-brainer pricing, the way that we like to think about it is make sure that each component 
is worth the price that you're charging by itself. Ah, I see. Okay, so meaning I, I I'd pay twenty dollars a month just to have these plugins. I'd have twenty. I'd pay twenty dollars a month just to have these videos or whatever it might be. You got it. So then they're in their minds. They're justifying. Okay, I'm paying this for this main reason. All this other stuff is like icing on the cake. Um, but if it was a matter of like they in their mind had to justify the value by it being all of the components and they only like one or two of them, then they'll be like, ah, it's not really worth it. Right. I'm out. Right. No, it makes a lot of sense. And, and you know, it, made me, it makes me think of a friend of mine named Josh Shipp who once said on content, like, assume 33% of your audience is blind and 33% is deaf. And I think 33%, whatever the other one was. And, you know, and, and, uh, the way that you look at content. Now, here's something that I think is a big factor. Just a couple more questions and let you go, Stu, is um, uh, people are – there's a fear of creating a membership site because of – forget the technology and all that kind of stuff because you – make that easy now but let, let's just assume the technology parts there the idea is there there's different things and you're worried about what I would call the cricket factor which would be that you don't get a lot of people to sign up the forums are like you talking to yourself and wiggles the dog or whatever is going on <laughs> and you know just that general fear of, of putting something publicly out there that doesn't have a ton of people at the beginning um, especially on the community aspect. Maybe you have great content, but maybe the community isn't quite there yet. Is that something that you just have to be like, screw it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to deal with it even if I just have a few members? Or how do you kind of deal with people that have that problem and are kind of scared to launch because of it? So there are a number of strategies that you can implement to counter the cricket factor. I like right. that term, by the way. I may have to uh, I may have just to came up with that. that out of my butt there. So you can, yeah. you can have it and feel free to go for it. <laughs> Well, I won't tell people that it came out of your butt, but I will give you credit from uh, for hearing out. But um, so we talked about launching at the fifteen dollar price point in the beginning, right? To get people in. Yep. That's a great way to get a lot of people in the door. You know, when a membership site launches um, with a, just a flat price, sometimes, you know, you don't have the same rush of people joining the membership, so there's not the same sense of excitement, and therefore the forums aren't as active. But when you have a rush of people join in the beginning, there's a lot of excitement there. And so you will find that people are interacting a lot more. Another strategy is to actually connect people within your site. So we have a community manager. His name is Ray. Ray is in the site every day, and he is in the forums every day. And one of the things that he does exceptionally well is if he knows Charlie is really good at XYZ and Susie is asking for help with that, he will connect the two. So he'll send out a message to Charlie and he'll say, hey, Charlie, would you mind jumping in the forum and helping Susie with XYZ because I know you're really good at that. And so he's looking for opportunities to not only answer and respond himself, but to connect people so that they can help each other. People get a sense of satisfaction when they help somebody else. And so you always want to look for opportunities where you can connect your members and it creates relationships between them as opposed to always being between you and your particular members. The other thing that you can do is you can highlight hot conversations that are happening in your forum. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people, it's just like the content. All these great conversations get buried in the forum and nobody knows about them. Right. So what we do is every Thursday we have what we call a forum focus. It's a post that gets posted on our site and it highlights the three or five top conversations that have been happening that week in the forum. So again, somebody can come to the site, they can quickly scan, they can see the top conversations that are happening, click and boom, they're in there. And we also create anticipation or excitement around those conversations. Like, hey, did you see what David said? Did you see where he did X, Y, and Z? Have you seen the example that David shared in the forum? Go check it out, you know? Give us your thoughts, what are your opinions? And so you've got to have a strategy around creating excitement for what's happening in there and drawing attention to different things that are happening in the forum. Um, so those are some things. Another strategy um, that I have seen used as well is before a membership site was launched, they actually had an application process. So you could ah, get cool. uh, They had access for 100 people, absolutely free. But part of the application was that they had to commit to being active in the forums. Oh, that's not a bad idea. Right. And so he had, in that situation, he had 100 people who were active in the forums. And therefore, when he did launch, it was like uh, somebody new was coming in. Man, this is the place to be. Look at all this conversation that's happening. It's a hot place to, 
to uh, connect with others. And so he jump-started that by opening it up for 100 people. They got access for free, but part of the requirement was that they were active in the forum. Ah, that's a, that's a great strategy there. So, Stu, I want to wrap up with a couple things here. Uh, one more question on memberships, and then I want to talk a little wish list, too. Uh, on, on the membership, fi final kind of just thoughts. You know, I know there's people out there paralyzation of choice of, of how to uh, either sell content or, uh, or package it or do different things like that. Um, I, give, us, give us your little uh, final tidbit on people that are like, you know, membership, you know, I think, I, I think that might be a good fit for me. And I, I think I want to I give this a shot. So a membership site um, can be a number of different things. It doesn't just have to be what we typically call the publisher model, where you're publishing content on a regular basis. We've seen people use Wishlist Member to deliver a modular course. We've seen people use Wishlist Member as a download area, just like you talked about earlier. We've seen Wishlist Member be used as a client area. So they have perhaps 10 clients and they use it as a way to communicate with those clients in a private section. We've seen Wishlist Member used as a private forum. So all there is is the forum, it's protected for members only. We've seen it used in so many different ways that it continues to amaze us at the creativity that our customers have. But the reality of it is, is that you can use and add a membership site to virtually any business. In fact, yesterday, David, um, I was talking to somebody who is a expert uh, forklift repairman. Oh, it's my okay? good friend. No, I'm just kidding. I have no yeah. idea. Yeah. Now, he... And it's kind of it was really fascinating to me. He's like the go-to guy for repairing these forklifts, and he gets flown all over North America to repair forklifts. And people were probably saying, "Well, dude, doesn't you know? Aren't there repair guys all over the place?" Yes and no. Yes, there are, but they're nowhere near as good as Paul. And so Paul was talking to me about the fact that he really wants to kind of change his business up a little bit because he is the guy, and therefore. Any, the only way his business can grow is if he, can, if he pours more time into it and he's just getting burnt out. So one of the things that we talked to him about was creating a certification program for other repair guys. And so they would go through his course to, to identify how to repair the forklifts the way he does and how to get the right results and et cetera, et cetera. It could be a weekend workshop and then an ongoing membership to keep their skills up to date. He um, will have a, a call in like an FAQ uh, for repair guys and he immediately saw that vision. We went and started registering the domain names, the Twitter accounts and all that stuff and he's, he's super excited about it and this is a very viable business model for him because businesses when they have forklifts that are uh, not working properly, they lose a ton of money, especially right. you know um, places that have like perishable foods. If they can't get the food off the truck, then that food is going to go to waste, and that's thousands and thousands of dollars. So it's worth it for them to have somebody on site that knows those forklifts inside and out. And the guy that knows that is Paul, and so he can provide ongoing training to those guys to make sure their skills are up to date, to make sure that they know exactly how to repair those problems as soon as they happen. And now what happens is it takes Paul out of being the guy that has to be on site every right. time. Right, he's an he's an hourly guy at this point. I mean, even if he even if he has a huge hourly fee, which I'm sure Paul the master does, he he still it's his time. It's not leveraged at all. Exactly. So that's the big thing that a membership site provides is leverage. And the great news is if you focus on not only getting members but keeping members like we talked about with retention, you will see your profits grow month after month after month. And it really is to me the ultimate business model because it allows you to not only grow but it allows you to have flexibility, it allows you to connect with people that uh, share the same interest and passion and at the same time it allows you to uh, serve them on a continuous basis. Therefore, just building an awesome, loyal relationship with people who know, like, and trust you. And so if you have any type of business, if you have any type of audience or following, you absolutely should think about a membership site in terms of how can you continue to provide more value and serve that audience or that customer base and do it with, within the membership realm. 
Uh, very cool, Stu. So first of all, I want to thank you so much for the insights today. I know I'm fired up about it. And, you know, just to share, and, and I want to make sure people know where to go to check out Wishlist, is that that's what I'm going to be using. This is going to be for the Create Awesome Interviews product that I'm creating right now. And it's, it's you know, the idea of exactly that you mentioned. It's going to be a downloadable course, you know, a lot of things that you'll be and we're using Wishlist. So nice. I am very excited to kind of dive into it and, and, and really put, put together something cool. Um, so uh, where can people check out Wishlist? Fi final question and also any other uh, links or information or shameless plugs you want to make sure that uh, people know that you can connect with you and all that kind of stuff. So um, Wishlist Member is found at wishlistmember.com. So you can go there and you can see uh, all that uh, Wishlist Member is. And as you mentioned, uh, yourself, you're, you're interested in using it. And we've got many of the people that have appeared on your show that are using yep. it. I know Lewis Howes use it, uh, uses it. Uh, Sean Malarkey uses it for a lot of his stuff. There's a lot of your guests that have been on your show that use it. Um, so it is uh, now powering uh, over 30, I think 32,000 membership sites in wow. online communities. I mean, that's a number. I, I'm really proud of that, man. That, that's that a lot. Is, uh, yeah. You know, um, it, it, yeah, I just get really, uh, I, I get really, I'm very proud of that. So um, go check out uh, wishlessmember.com. If you want to see an example of a membership site, um, we always send people to wishlistinsider.com. Okay. That's um, our particular membership. Go there. There's some free content there so you can kind of see how we're doing different things. Um, and then our charity site, which, of course, I would love for people if they're interested in getting involved um, to go check that out at worldteacheraid.org. Got and, it. Um, and if there's any teachers in the audience, um, we have a program called Write to Give where we help kids in classes uh, write and publish books. And the money that's raised from that goes to the charity. Just go to write, W-R-I-T-E-T-O, give.com. All right. Awesome. Well, Stu, this has been a blast. Thank you so much for coming on today, man. It was awesome. Thank you, David. Appreciate it. Thanks, everyone. All right, this was Stu McLaren on the Rise to Top. All that information is linked up below. I, I, that's why I type. I type so I get it all correct, all linked up below on the Rise to Top.com. I will see you next time. I'm David Seitman Garland. And remember, if you want some fluff, you know what to do. Go pet a bunny. One final quick reminder, if you want to check out, go to Meeting with HD Faces. You, and I'm telling you, it's, it's really, really cool. Just even if you want to do meetings, it's, it's like getting a virtual cup of coffee with someone. Or if you want to record them, whatever you want to do with them, it's very, very cool. Go to gotomeeting.com, click the Try It Free button, enter the promo code RISE for 45 days free. And I, I mentioned this one earlier. Here's, here's some of the after photos. But if you want to check out Jet Set Body, which will get you into whatever shape you're in right now, into like super amazing shredded shape in 90 days, you can go to jetsetbodyrise.com. This is the exact program that I used and enter the promo code New Year's for 50 bucks off.